So how's everybody doing today? Good. I got one person doing good. That's all right. Well, good. I'm excited to be here. Uh, we got a we got a lot to talk about today, guys. Um, all I can say is just strap on your seat belts. What do they say when you get in the side of a ride? All hands and feet inside the, all all feelings and emotions inside the cart at all times today. Okay, no, but but we're we're gonna talk. Uh, we're gonna continue and increase. And uh, I had a whole nother message plan, but as I, I don't normally get to sit up here, and it was super cool to sit up here and get to just be fed by Fred, and a message just touched my heart in the, in the middle of that, and I couldn't get away, away from it, so I've been praying a lot and studying a lot, and I have a lot of scripture to cover, but it's going to be good. We're going to get through it, and if we don't, guess what? Next Sunday or another Sunday, we'll cover the rest of it. But before we get started, uh, I know my uh, had uh, good friends of mine. They gifted me a mug, and then my my daughter bought me a hat, and it says, uh, "Just basically be careful. Whatever you say can be used in scripture, or can be used in a sermon." So. Uh, a couple of people are looking instantly that know me. They're like, oh, God, what do you have now? But our pastor, Fred, which we miss you. We love you guys. Sorry you're not here to defend yourself. That's how it normally works. But what uh, he was talking last week, and he was explaining, remember about, like, the truth. Remember how he said, if you were here last week, remember how he said uh, he scrapes sour cream, like the mold off sour cream? Ah, it's super disgusting, right? I just, hey, will you play that video for me real quick? Oh, he's doing it. It's sour cream. And if you could, play it again while the sound's up. Just a little green around the edge. We'll just scrape it out. You're not going to eat that. Look, it's just, it's sour, <laughs> it's sour cream. Do y'all hear his wife, Kristen? She's like, oh. Oh, my goodness. He isn't a liar, though. He really does that. But I'm here to help let him know that, bro, if you're watching, I love you. But if no one's told you the truth, that's disgusting. Do not do that. I'll buy you sour cream, Okay. <laughs> No, we like to, welcome to our church. We like to have fun, guys. If you're here for the first time, wave at me if you will. Got a couple people. Thanks for having us. We're excited that you're here. Uh, if you don't mind connecting with uh, Stephanie before you leave, we'd just like to give you a gift and love on you. So thank you for being here. All right, now let's get serious. You guys ready? I'm going to need some help today. So we're going to jump into uh, Ephesians. Fred was in Ephesians, and uh, he was talking about growing up. Did y'all like that message? It says to grow up. No one likes to hear that, right? Especially me, like my wife's like, grow up. I'm like, man. But 
what I want to talk about, something that really caught me. And I've been talking about increasing the reach and how we, you know, if we're reaching the one, what that looks like, because that's, you know, that's who we are, that's what we do, we're, we're reaching the one. But when we are talking about growing up and being infants, uh, there's a few things that I think just really God was laying on my heart to talk about. So we're going to go through those today. And starting in Ephesians, this is, I'm just using this as kind of the, the starter to remember what we were talking about. But Ephesians 4, if you want to turn there, if you have your Bibles, if you don't have your Bibles, then I'll pray for you. I'm kidding, it's on the screen behind me. So starting in verse 14, it says, this is the message translation. No prolonged infancies among us, please, will not tolerate babes in the woods, small children who are easy prey for predators. God wants us to, everyone say, grow up. No, listen, grow up. Say it, grow up. There we go. To know the whole truth and tell it in love. What are we telling it in? All right, let's remember that. Like Christ in everything, we take our lead from Christ, who is the source of everything we do. So he's the source of what? He keeps us in step with each other. His very breath and blood flow through us, nourishing us so that we will grow up healthy in God, robust in love. So the thing I want to point out at the just to start to keep a, what we're going to focus on is growing with one another, loving one another, the maturity of what that looks like. And what it just said here, it says, he keeps us in step with who? Each other. And Fred was talking about the unity that we would grow up into the unity. How, how many of you know that's super important? That it's not just about us getting there, but it's about helping everybody else get there. That as we move together as a church, a body, a unit, then we're able to cover a lot more ground, correct? So this is, this is bigger than us. It's, it's about all of us, but what I hope to bring understanding today that it's just, it's so much bigger than us, us. That we can cover a territory, but together, unity Drawing each other together, working with each other outside of these four walls is what's going to really impact, and that's how the kingdom advances, because that's what this is about. So the first thing we're going to talk about today, and listen, this, like I said, this doesn't have maybe the best flow. If you're a flow type of person, I'm going to ask you to bear with me, because there's just uh, there's a few topics that we're going to talk about. Uh, the first one I want to touch on is going to be in Ephesians 3. And it's the mystery of Christ. Go to the next go to the next slide. All right. And then the next slide. All right, so in Ephesians 3, I'm going to start reading in verse 4. It says, as you read over what I have written to you, you'll be able to see for yourselves into the mystery of Christ. How many, how many people here know that there's a mystery to Christ? Now listen, how many people know there's a mystery to Christ? And listen, we're going to be finding that out until the day we, we stand in front of him. And, and we're going to learn more understanding as we go. But listen, 
there's a mystery to him. There, there's something that keeps us drawing closer to say, I got to know more. I want to know more about you. I'm trying to find more out about you, and it draws me to continue to chase after you. There's a mystery, right? I said it a couple uh, sermons ago, but the kingdom of God works backwards. And, and we always think that we, uh, here's what I've learned. The moment that you think you have it all figured out, scratch that plan and start over. Because what I just said, there's a mystery to God. Sometimes he does things that we don't understand. I don't know why he heals this time, but he doesn't the next time. But I know that he's, he's all entirely good. I don't, I don't know that. I do know that as we move into friendship, he starts to open up and reveal his plans to us. I do know that, and we get to play a part in that. But like I said, there's a mystery. And I think if we will focus in on kind of what Paul's writing about, which his, his, his goal was to, to bring the word to the Gentiles, to bring the word to say that, hey, whether you're an insider or an outsider, a level playing field. And so today, we're going to start off by touching on that. And it says, none of our ancestors understood this. Only in our time has it been made clear by God's spirit through his holy apostles and prophets of the new order. The mystery is that people who have never heard of God and those who have heard of him all their lives, what I've been calling outsiders and insiders, Stand on the same ground before God. They get the same offer. Everyone say, same offer, same help, same promises in Christ Jesus. The message is accessible and welcoming to everyone across the board. Did you guys read that? Because here's what I want to start with. This is the base level today. I want us to understand that the ground that we stand on, that as we grow in Christ and we begin to learn this, that we're all equal. God loves everybody the same. He doesn't love you because you did this better than this person. That, that's not how he measures. We were talking about the measure. That's how we measure people, right? We say, oh, hey, you... you did that for me, so I'll do this for you. But remember when I was telling, I was looking at my wife that one day, and I told her, I was like, hey, listen, this is what love looks like, that when you treat me bad, I treat you good. Right? Because I, I'm now showing you that you're not my source. Remember when we talked about what the source is, who's the source to everything? He's got to be the source to everything so we can begin to understand what real love looks like and, and how we can start to love others out this way with how we live our life as believers. You guys ain't hearing it. Amen? Amen. Like that's the goal, right? Is that I live my life to the place that draws them to God, and then they are like, oh, man, they feel the love, and then they start going loving other people. Amen? Okay, I just want to make sure you all are awake. Help me out this morning. So verse 7 says, this is my life work, helping people understand and respond to this message. It came as a sheer gift to me, a real surprise, God handling all the details. 
when it came to presenting the message to people who had no background in God's way, I was the least qualified of any of the available Christians. You guys hear this? God saw to it that I was equipped. But you can be sure that I, it had nothing to do with my natural abilities. All right, I got a lot to get through. I want to stop, but I'm going to keep going. Said, And so here I am, preaching and writing about things that are way over my head. Say, way over my head. The inexhaustible riches and generosity of Christ. My task is to bring out in the open and make plain what God, who created all this in the first place, has been doing in secret and behind the scenes all along. Through followers of Jesus like yourself gathering in churches, the extraordinary plan of God is becoming known and talked about even amongst the angels. Ooh-wee, hot dog. If y'all don't get excited about that, I don't know what will make you excited. Yeah, it's all right. You're going to wake up soon. Uh, uh, this, is the, this is the appetizer. I don't get normally excited about the appetizer either. So we're starting off into this, and he's saying that, hey, all people are equal, okay? All people are equal. And this is, this is where believers coming together that I want to help us love people in the way that Christ loved. Because that's what it's going to take for us to mature as a body, to mature as believers. But we have to understand the very base level of this, which is we're all equal. God loves every single person sitting in here, every single one, no matter what you look like, what your age is, what your occupation is, any of that stuff, whatever you want to throw out there. Listen, he, he loves you the same. He probably loves me a little bit more. I, I think so, but we, we won't get into that. I don't, that's just a personal yeah, you listen, I love when people say that. I think you're hearing the wrong, you're hearing the wrong God on that one. No. All right, so the next, the next, I did say it. And the next point that we're going to get to is walk, don't crawl. Say that with me. Walk, don't crawl. I was laughing because I was thinking about Fred when he was talking about carrying. <laughs> carrying, I think he said me. I was just like, what in the world? But how, how Christians, how we're infants, extended adolescents, right? Did you, did you read with me there at first? It said, hey, no prolonged infancies, right? It doesn't need to go further. Like, what's a, what's a baby do? It crawls, right? And then eventually, as it matures, it does what? Yeah, I know. We hate when it starts to walk, right? There's a rough, rough stage that we got to get through when they start walking because then they're grabbing everything, smacking their heads off tables, all kinds of stuff. But, but yeah, we, we have to eventually grow up and start to walk, right? That's the point of what we're trying to get at, that immaturity, that, 
when, when what I'm going to be talking about today is when we're walking, what that looks like is that I'm walking out the gospel. I'm not so much as interested anymore in my life at this moment. God's growing me, working on me, whatever you guys like to call it those times. But I'm not as much interested in the, how good it sounds or you can sound or any of that stuff. I'm interested to see how it produces fruit in your life that, that grows not just you but other people, right? Because words sound great. Listen, anybody can get Nowadays, you can just pop on chat GBT and be like, hey, uh, ask it a question, and it'll give you the best spread. Some of you people, I'm, I'm telling on you right now, use this for work. It'll give you the best spread, and, and it can even, it, it sounds professional. It sounds great. You turn that in, like if I would try to throw something like that in, they'd look at me and be like, you didn't write this. Like, I know you didn't write this. But the reality of it is, is I think we spend so much time trying to sound good. Like, we want to sound perfect. And listen, talking is important, yes. Our, there's power in our words. And, and there's salt and all that, like we were talking, he was talking about last week. But I'm just saying that there has to be a point when what you say and what you do starts to mesh together and then you live out. You, you don't, I, I don't much as have to tell Ray, hey, I love you. I can show him I love him. And by how, how I conduct myself and if I truly care and I love him, he's going to see that I love him. I don't got to tell him every day. And a lot of times, if you do, if you got to say it repeatedly, it's because you're not loving, and you're just trying to use words, right? We're not going there today. Um, so Ephesians 4 says, in light of all this, here's what I want you to do. While I'm locked up here a prisoner for the master, I want you to get out there and walk. Better yet, run. On the road called, on the road God called you to travel, I don't want any of you sitting around on your hands. I don't want anyone strolling off down some path that goes nowhere. And mark that you do this with humility and discipline, not in fits and starts, but steadily, pouring yourselves out for each other in acts of love. In acts of what? Alert and noticing differences and quick at mending fences. Alert at noticing differences and quick at mending fences. See, listen, nobody likes that. I was wrestling with this. God was like, this is, uh, this is what I want you to share. And I'm like, man, these are tough ones because these are the ones we got to push through. We got to look at ourselves. We got to get real honest with ourselves and look in and really ask ourselves, hey, do we want to mature? Like, if I asked you, like, do you want to mature? Who in here wants to mature? All right, good. I just want to make sure that I got a few people I can talk to today because I, I, I want to mature. I have it wrote on my board in there. I write my little phrases up every time I come in and I look, sit down, look at them, and I says, I want to increase. I want to mature. I want to do these things. Like, that's the desire. As believers, do, do we want to do that? Come on. It says, in verse 4, you were all called to travel on, everyone say, the same road. And then the same direction. So stay together, both outwardly and inwardly. 
you have one master, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all, who rules over all, works through all, and is present in all. Everything you are and think and do, come on, you with me? Come on, say it with me. Everything you are and think and do is what? Ooh-wee. Permeated with oneness. Like, uh, I wish Don's voice could be like captured. I'd have him read the Bible to me. He's got like a, a reading voice. So we're all on the what road? Going what direction? Okay, so that makes us what? Oh, we're equals again. Huh, it's interesting, right? We're on the same road, going the same direction. Are we in the same car? Okay. Right? Oh, you ain't getting my car, bro. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he said, yeah, we are. I'm just playing. No. I said, listen, we're on the same road, same direction, right? So if this, are you guys starting to pick up what, what we're, we're drawing into? Same. One God. No, I'm not getting in your car either. You aren't getting in mine. <laughs> Same. Listen, one God, one baptism, one faith, one this. Like, are you guys hearing it? We're, we're one. There's one thing we're chasing after. One. And we're all on the same road, going in the same direction. Come on. Just go ahead. Saturate, right? But guys, as we're as we're walking and getting into what we're talking about, we're going the same direction, on the same road, and I think it's super important that we pick up on some of this that we're reading. That we don't just read this. I know you guys have read this passage. I understand that. But it's important that we understand what we're reading because if we miss the, the basics of, of like what I was talking about, we're going to get caught up in everything else that's going to keep us from, from the main goal of what should be happening, which was to take, he's writing letters. We're going to talk about the letter to the Philippians, Ephesians, different churches, right? He's writing to different churches, but it's the same encouragement because he's talking about the same God. And he's saying, hey, we all have the same purpose. And this is what this looks like. And, and you're going to see that it's, it's going to be done in love is the main thing that it's done in. But like I said, if we miss 
that, hey, there, there is one focus here. It's only God. Amen? I need y'all's help today. Listen, it, it's, it's, there's one focus. Why are we all here today? I'm here for him. Yeah, he laid the message on my heart and asked me to speak it, but guess what? I'm here for him. Y'all, I was up here Friday by myself and this place was empty. I'm running up and down the halls here in the middle because of the word that he gave me and what he was showing me. I'm just like, man, are you serious? We're going to get there. I know it's, it's, it's early. Y'all are still trying to wake up. But oneness, oneness. I want you to think oneness. Same direction, same road, oneness. So he says in Ephesians 5, he says, watch what God does, and then you do it. Like children who learn proper behavior from their parents, mostly what God does is love you. Keep company with him and learn a life of love. Observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. Love like that. Can we say amen? So like I said, we're, we're, uh, we have the, the mystery of God that Paul lays out. And that we're all on the equal playing ground. And it's available, everything's available to everybody. And then he throws in, hey, here's the example. Love like God loves. And, and most of us are like, oh, duh. That's the, yeah. But he's writing this to the church. Okay? He's writing this to believers. So what we have to understand here is that obviously in the church, which we're in, we are the church. I understand that too. I know some people are, we're the church. Yes, we are. We're in the place of fellowship right now amongst a bunch of believers. And he's writing this to them because there has to be more of an understanding and there's a confusion and we're getting caught up in other things because love is the most important thing and God is the most important thing. So he's writing to this to give us a a letter to show us that, hey, there needs to be more attention on this. If you are not understanding, look at him and walk it out like he walked it out. Look at him and walk it out like he walked it out. You don't know how? Great. You don't have to know how. He's going to show you how. He's going to tell you how. He's given everything you need. Did you read with me earlier? It said that the blood that flows through him flows through you. Everything, yes, that flows through him flows through you. Here's the thing. You don't know how? It's okay. I ain't mad at you. If I can be honest, there's days I don't know how to. Oh, you don't want to be honest with me. Listen, there's days that I don't know how to. But guess what? I have a never-ending access to the Father that said, hey... When you don't know how, look at me. Look at my example. This is how you walk it out. Because there's going to be times, listen, especially you young people. I know you're you're young too. I don't care where you're at though. 
as you grow, there's going to be things that you walk into that you couldn't prepare for. Listen, I don't care how much you prep. I don't care if you build an underground bunker and store it with food. There's still going to be an act, like at some point, there's going to be some aspect of it that you were not able to prepare on. That means you had to then rely on the only one that has the plans. And that's why he's the one who reveals them to us through friendship. So we have to watch what he does. You ever not know what to do? Ask him. God, what would you do in this situation? And listen, it might look different than some people, how they might handle it. And I want you to know that if you trust God, and it aligns up with his will, his word, and he speaks to you, that's, that's what needs to be done in that situation. What we're about to jump into is to talk about some of the stuff of what we do and how, how we make it so challenging to love each other inside the church. And I know people don't want to talk about this. It's, uh, like I said, strap up, look, look to your neighbor and say, hey, keep all hands inside the vehicle at all times during the service. Because I don't want you I don't I don't want you out there not paying attention and the hand gets ripped off and you're mad at me. Because this this is not I don't even want to say this is not going to be the easiest thing to hear, but it, what it is is it's going to be the truth. And it's not my truth, it's his truth. But it's what's going to help us grow and mature like we're trying to do. And if we want to mature, we're going to listen to, to his word because that's the only thing that can grow us, guys. It's the only thing. And we've got to start loving one another better. I'm just going to say it. I don't know if you think you're loving people great right now. You've got to do better. You've got to want to do better. And he's going to give you the strength to do it. But it has to start with saying, God, I want this. It means so much to me that if I got you, I'm an insider, right? Then the inside of what you're doing to me needs to come outside, and so I can so I can spread it to people. So then your kingdom can grow; it can advance. See, it isn't about just it isn't about just it happening in one area. Like Cumberland, Maryland's just a wing here, but guess what? It needs to be established. It's a part of the plan. And it's a big part. And if we we got to start coming together. we got to start opening ourselves up and saying, I want to increase, God. My love needs to increase. All right. Sorry, I, I was trying to break the ice before we went in. Um, all right, go to the next slide. <clears throat> know who is for you and who is against you. This, if you have paper, write this down, please. If you don't write it down, it's, I'm not mad at you. Keeping it in his head, right? I say that, too, about my wife. I'm like, got it all up here, babe. She's like, hey, you forgot this, 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 and that. I was like, well, what did I remember? She said, nothing. I was like, I'll write it down next time. Um. 
know who is for you and who is against you. This is so crucial, guys. I'm really beginning to learn how important this is, and I believe this is the main thing that God grabbed my heart as I was sitting there and we were talking about maturity. Because if we're going to grow and unity is going to happen, we need to know who's on our side and who's not. And, but more so what we need to realize is that the ones that are not, are, they're, listen, we're not against them. Right? But, but guess what? The way I live my life is, is going to determine if that person is going to stay against me. Or it might soften their heart to say, oh, hey, something's different. And here's what we need to figure out. So turn to Luke 9 with me, and we're going we're gonna to jump down to verse 46. And like I said, these are, these are just little points I'm making, guys. I'm not, we're, we're bouncing around a little bit because I want to bring this to a, a point. But Luke 9, verse 46 says, They started arguing over which one would be most famous. When Jesus realized how much this mattered to them, he brought a child to his side. Whoever accepts this child as if the child were me accepts me, he said. And whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. You become great by accepting, not asserting. Your spirit, not your size, makes the difference. Then verse 49, John spoke up. I love this. He just, they just got done like arguing like, hey, who's the best? Who's the greatest? And then John speaks up. He's like, hey, I feel like this is how I took it when I was reading it. I feel like John was trying to be that, like, teacher's pet. You know what I mean? Like, he stepped up. He's like, master, we saw a man using your name to expel demons. And we stopped him because he wasn't our group. And I bet you Jesus, I just feel like they were walking. Jesus just like, what, what do you say? He said, don't stop him. If he's not an enemy, he's an ally. Or other translations say, say what? Uh, for whoever's not against you is for you. Is that, does that hit y'all the same? Because when I was reading that, I, I read that. And listen, I've read this a thousand times, guys. But it, I mean, it stopped me. He said, hey, master, we saw a man using your name. And we stopped him. Because he wasn't a part of our group. He don't go to City Reach, God. What is he doing? Uh, you've never done street ministry. You don't know what you're doing. I can't invite you. You don't know what you're doing. Oh, uh, we can't. No, nah, we can't serve together. You, you knock on people's doors. I'm just using basic things, guys. What I'm, what I'm getting at here is here, what I love most is here's a guy. They don't mention his name. We'll never know who it is until we get to heaven. 
some random guy just casting demons out in Jesus' name. And that, what I think, what I thought was cool about that too, I'm like, man, what in the world? Like, here they're spreading the gospel. This man could have heard, you know what I mean, overheard it. I, I don't know. I don't have a lot of details on this man besides he was just doing the work that we're all called to do. And they said, you know what they said to him? This is my favorite. You're going to love this. They pretty much walked up and was just like, keep my, keep, keep my man's name out your mouth. <laughs> I don't know what you I don't know who you think you are, but keep, keep my man's name out your mouth. And Jesus is like, what? What are you doing? My name's supposed to be in their mouth. My name's in your mouth. Come on, they're they're casting you it's bigger than you, John. It's bigger than you. Okay, they were doing it in your name. You've missed the biggest part. It's his name that he was doing it in. That means he had an understanding that Jesus is the only one. He's the only name. And just because it looked a little different and you wore something a little different, we're around in here smacking the name of Jesus out of people's mouths because we don't like how they look or we don't like what church they go to. We don't even like that they don't go to a church. Oh, come on. Help me out today, please. Because this is real stuff. I know a lot of us in here walk around like, hey, keep my name out your mouth. Don't talk about my mans like that. Jesus like, remember what I said? Kingdom of back, it's backwards. It's different than how we think. It looked a little different than what we're used to or how we were taught or what we think. And we just instantly write them off. But if the kingdom's going to reach everywhere, guess what? We need so much more than what's in this room right now. We need so much more than what's in this room. And we got to be able, this is the mature part of it, that they are walking and just because they're, they're in that mindset of who's the best, who's the best, yeah. They missed all of it. That it's about Jesus. It's about God, it's about the kingdom advancing. And through all that stuff, that secondary stuff, the main point was missed. Did you hear what I said earlier? This is why I was paving the road, that there's one road. We're going in the same direction. We look a little bit different. We talk a little bit different. But guess what? We're all going to the same place. A lot of y'all are going to be mad when you get there, and you're like, how'd you get there? You were on the same road as me? They're like, yeah, I lapped you twice. Right? Guys, this is the reality, though, of the stuff that we're reading. We're so focused on all the wrong stuff. But yet we'll come in and we'll, we'll even in our day, we'll be like, man, so bad out there. It's just really bad. It's, and the enemy's everywhere. And I'm like, yeah, you know why? Because we're fighting each other. We're taking the name of Jesus out of the people's mouths when that's the thing that needs to be talked about. Come on, y'all. says, don't stop him. If he's not an enemy, he's an ally. Everyone say with me, no, 
<laughs> she said, with me, know who is for you and who is against you. Do you see the importance of that? Do you, do you see the importance of the maturity as a believer? That it, it's, it's about the mission, right? It's mission-minded. It, it's not, it's not me-minded. It's not about me getting uh, to the front of the line. It's not about me looking good. It's not about me. It's not about any of this. John, he said, what did John say? I must decrease so he increases, right? Like, it ain't about John. I was baptizing people, but it ain't about John. It's about the one that's coming that's going to be able to really baptize you, <laughs> really do what needs to be done, right? The, the, that's what we got to look at, guys. I must decrease. He's got an increase. All right. Y'all doing all right? All right. Let's go to the next point. Discernment helps us to focus on God's kind of love. We're going to jump into Philippians. Philippians 1, 7 through 21, I'm going to read real quick. It says, it's not at all fanciful for me to think this way about you. My prayers and hopes have deep roots in reality. Everyone say deep roots in reality. You have, after all, stuck with me all the way from the time I was thrown in jail, put on trial, and came out of it in one piece. All along, you have experienced with me the most generous help from God. He knows how much I love and miss you these days. Sometimes, I think I feel as strongly about you as Christ does. That's a pretty strong statement there, huh? That's a real love, wouldn't you say? You love, you love a group that much? Said in verse 9, So this is my prayer, that your love will flourish, and that you will not only love much, but well. Everyone say, but well. Learn to love appropriately. You need to use your head and test your feelings so that your love is sincere and intelligent, not sentimental gush. Live a lover's life. Circumspect, which means careful to consider all circumstances and possible consequences, and exemplary, re representing the best of its kind. A life Jesus will be proud of. Bountiful in fruits from the soul, making Jesus Christ attractive to all. Attractive to who? Getting everyone involved in the glory and praises of God. Did y'all read that? Like we reading the same thing? It's important, guys. This, this stuff is so important to help us focus on the real love that matters. Because we can get so sidetracked. It says you need to use your head and test your feelings so that your love is sincere and intelligent, not sentimental gush. Live a lover's life. I like that. I'm going to write a song. Live, live, live the lover's life. All right, next point. We're going to make it through, guys. A mature response. Everyone say, Mature response. Yeah, a lot of people, we are, we're all still 
maturing, but what, is, what I want us to see in the rest of Philippians is I want to see, I want to see a, Paul's response. I want you all to see Paul's response. In verse 12 says, I want to report to you, friends, that my imprisonment here has had the opposite of its intended effect. So he's in prison for preaching the gospel, just to catch y'all up. And his imprisonment was to stop that, which it's actually had the opposite effect, he's saying. So let me help you out real quick. Yeah, I don't know where you may think that you got to be at, or you got to be at a certain place, or you need a certain platform. My, man, my man's doing it in prison. So wherever you're at, you are the gospel. You get to preach that thing wherever you're at, and it's going to change hearts because guess what? There's power in it. It ain't me. It's the gospel. There's power in that. So in prison, he said, which was meant to chain me up so this couldn't happen, actually the opposite happened. know if you guys are excited as I am. He said, instead of being, uh, I'm going to mess this up, squelched, there you go, the message has actually prospered. All the soldiers here and everyone else too found out that I'm in jail because of the Messiah. Like, like, think about this. He's in jail. How many of y'all would have just shut down and quit? You don't have to be honest with me. It's all right. But he's in jail, and he's like, this is the advantage. His mind is so like, all right, I'm here. This is where I'm going to preach the gospel today. Not, oh, how did I get here? What, what's going to happen next? What's going to do this? He said, no, wherever I am, I'm going to preach the gospel because that's how much I believe in it. I don't know where you're going today after here. But I hope you take the gospel with you. I hope that you take it and you're giving it to people. And I ain't saying you got to beat them over the head like I said earlier. I just said, hey, I can just love somebody to the point they're like, hey, what in the world? This is wild. I just cussed you off and ran you off the road and you told me to have a nice day and bought me my my food and Chick-fil-A's lunch. Yeah, yeah, it's it's different. I'm not concerned about all that stuff. People have bad days. I don't hold on to that. I'm going to keep doing what I'm going to do. Guess what? You know why you can't affect what I do? I don't care if everybody in here was like, this is the worst thing in the world. I'm never coming back to this church. I mean, I do care, but I'm going to preach the word of God. And if you want to hear it, great. That isn't going to stop me from preaching the word of God. I'm going to press in to him even more. And say, God, I know this is, this is what you've called me to do. This is what Paul's saying. Don't matter what happens, he's saying, you called me to this and I'm going to fulfill it. Because that's, that's how much I believe in it. And he says, uh, now they learned that all about him, not only that, but most of the followers of Jesus here have become far more sure 
of themselves in faith than ever, speaking out fiercely about God, about the Messiah. It's true that some people here, I want y'all to listen. If you're, if you're falling asleep, wake up. It says, it's true that some here preach Christ because with me out of the way, they think they'll step right up into spotlight. But the others do it with the best heart in the world. It's talking about two different people, right? People doing it with bad motives. People doing it with good motives. All right? It says, one group is motivated by pure love, knowing that I am here defending the message, wanting to help. The others, now that I'm out of the picture, are merely greedy, hoping to get something out of it for themselves. Their motives are bad. They see me as their competition. Ooh-wee. And so the worse it goes for me, the better, everyone say, they think. For them, next slide. So how am I to respond? Remember how I said the mature response? Y'all read this with me. This is so good. This is one of the moments when I was, I was reading in my office. I took out just sprinting. If I could have, I'll tell you what, I would have had a Red Bull, would have gave me some wings, I would have flew all around this place. It says, so how am I to respond? I decided, everyone say, I decided. Now listen, I've decided that I really don't care about their motives. No, come on. I really, hey, I don't care about your motives, bro. Hey, bro. I don't care about your motives. I love you anyway. Come on. I don't care about your motives. He said, whether mixed, bad, or indifferent, every time one of those opens their mouth, every time one of them opens their mouth, Christ is proclaimed. So I just cheer them on, and I'm going to keep that celebration going because I know how it's going to turn out. Come on, somebody. If y'all can't say amen to that, say amen. Somebody, please, can I get one person? Hot dog. He said, I don't, I don't care why you're doing it. You're still, yeah, listen, the name's still coming out of his mouth. Let him go. Don't stop him. What am I going to stop him for? Oh, my goodness, he, we're on the same team. Oh, do y'all remember? The same road. Same direction. Oneness. Listen, I don't, I don't like how everybody does everything. I don't like it at all. I never said anything that I have to like everything that happens. It, it says that I have to be mature enough to understand that he's speaking and proclaiming the name. The only one that matters. Listen, no other word that's going to come out of my mouth is going to matter more than the name of Jesus. You didn't hear me. No other word that comes out of your mouth, my mouth, anybody's mouth is going to be ever more important than the name Jesus. Because that name alone can be said and it does multiple things. It's the secret weapon, y'all. 
I'm telling you, you can say, you can speak the name of Jesus over cancer, over any sickness, over any situation, over anything, right? And it changes things. So my goodness, I don't, I love y'all to death, but your motives do not concern me. If his name is getting preached, ooh wee. And listen, I know a lot of people are gonna run with this and take it way left field. My name is Pastor Fred. I'll give you my number. You can send all. Oh, no, I'm kidding. But, but I'm being for real. This is the mature part that we're talking about, guys. This is the maturity that I have to be able to focus and understand. The, the most important thing ever is that the gospel is being preached, that Jesus is the one that's being talked about. Because guess what? If he's in the heart, He's the only one that can do the work in them. The only one. Listen, you're going to waste so much time thinking you've got to change somebody or try to change somebody. It's not you that does the work. It's him. And guess what we do? We come alongside of them. And we help them. And we love on them. Because that's what changes and grows them closer to the only one. Come on. Ooh-wee. He said, I don't care about their motives. I'm going to keep celebrating because I know how it's going to turn out. Do you know how it's going to turn out today, church? And if you don't, please come talk to me. I would love to let you know. He wins. You win. We all win. Through your faithful prayers and the generous response to the Spirit of Jesus Christ, everything he wants to do in and through me will be done. I want to let you know right now, if you have a desire, I'm going to let you know right now, everything that he wants to do in and through you will be accomplished. Listen, I, I don't care, it will be established, because it's how good he is and what he can do and the power he has, not you. So if he wants to use you, he's going to use you. Remember, I said, strap up, buckle up, because God is ready to use you. Does anybody want to be used by God today? Come on. We want to mature. All right, I'm moving through. Are you all okay? It says, I can hardly wait to continue on my course. Man, Father, help us to have this heart. He's in prison. People are excited he's in jail. That's supposed to be for him. They think that they're going to advance, he's saying. But he can hardly wait in all this to continue on my course. I don't expect to be embarrassed in the least. On the contrary, everything happening to me is in this jail only serves to make Christ more accurately known. I want to let you know in any of your situations, glory can be given to God. And, and, and the outcomes of all of this only, only gives opportunity to show who he really is. So I encourage you, if you're going through a tough time, push through. Trust God. Reach out to him. Call on his name. He's constantly building that. Regardless of whether I, I live or die, they didn't shut me up. They gave me a platform. <laughs> they gave him a platform. Alive, I'm Christ's messenger. Dead, I'm his prize. Life, life versus even more life. I can't lose. Man, that's so good.
So we're going to go into the, we're getting into the last couple slides. Uh, go to the next slide. I, I taught on first, uh, or second Thessalonians 1.3 a couple weeks ago, but it said, we ought to always thank God for you, brothers and sisters, and rightly so, because your faith is growing. Everyone say, more and more. And the love all of you have for one another is increasing. And that's what it was saying, the prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth and sight. Do you see that there's, it's, it's always growing? It should be always growing more, more. I said at the beginning of this, God doesn't, God, anything he touches grows. Anything he created, there's an endless capacity for growth to, to happen. He's never ending. If he's never ending, he don't, he don't create anything that can end, Right? You're like, well, we die. Yeah, but we spend eternity with him. It's never ending. He's, he's a God that just grows. It grows. All right, next, next slide. Champion people. I want to create a culture here, church, that we champion people, that we lift people up, that we're for people, not against people. Like I said, we're on the same road, going the same direction. I want to, he- I want to help. And I want us to, to have that heart for one another. It says in Acts 18, if you'll turn there with me real quick, a man named Apollos came to Ephesus, and he was a Jew, born in Alexandria, Egypt, and a terrific speaker, eloquent and powerful in his, in his preaching of the scripture. Do you all read that? It's giving you his, uh, you're rolling out like who he is. And it said, he's a terrific speaker. He's eloquent and powerful in his preaching of the scripture. He was well educated in the way of the master and fiery in, in, fiery in enthusiasm, enthusiasm. Sorry. Apollos was accurate in everything he taught about Jesus up to a point. Everybody say up to a point. But he only went as far as the baptism of John. He preached with power in the meeting place. When Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and told him the rest of the story. Everyone say the rest of the story. Oh, the rest of the story. What do you see there? You you, you have an example of love that we just don't see. The man was preaching, but he only preached up to a certain point. What would we do with people like that? We're just like, ah, you don't know what you're talking about. You're, 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 why is, why is he even speaking? Because he only knows this. He's not doing this. Or like I said, I don't like, I don't like what he's saying. So they pull him aside. I was going to joke with you guys, but I'm not going to. It's a touchy subject. A woman pulls him aside. Did you hear me? Okay. Just wanted, to, just wanted to make sure you're awake. A woman pulls him aside. This is a man, Paulus, who followed Paul everywhere. Great teacher, great all this stuff, right? woman pulls him aside with her husband. He's like, hey, this is so good. What you're teaching is great. Let me tell you the rest of the story. 
because the rest of the story, as you go and preach the word, come on, somebody, as you go and preach the word, you're going to have the full story now. The thing that you can give to people that's going to even more impact lives. So it's not just about this, and it's not beating people up. It's championing them and say, hey, what you got's great, but let me lift you up here and tell you the rest of the story because you're going to be on the team that's going to impact people. And I'm not going to push you down. I'm going to build you up because I need you as you go to the next place to have the full story to impact people on a greater level. Come on, somebody. You got to stop. You don't have what it takes. You don't, you're mispronouncing words. We can't use you. Like, come on. You're, what? You were a drug addict? Like, what? You, you were a tax collector? What? Like, you were a fisherman? What? Like you were like, do I need to keep going? Do y'all need my help to keep going? Because this is, this is what we're doing, guys. That's not going to draw unity. That's not going to, remember what it says, until we're all drawn to the point and to unity. We can't do it the way that we've been doing it, church. We can't do it that way. It's, it's so we all grow. It's so that, hell yeah, you, you know that much? That's awesome what you know. Let me help you learn more. Let me help elevate you higher. It ain't about me getting up there. It's about us getting up there together. Right? I'm trying to get, like, I'm asking Jay to help me get to his golf stroke. I'm at like 100. I thought that was good. He's like, no, it's less. Not as many as you can get. Yeah. And guess what he does? I love the man to death because he's like, hey, you want to play golf? I am not going to lie to you. If that, I would not want to play with me. If I was that good, I wouldn't want to play with me. I, I'm terrible. I'm in the woods every shot looking for my ball and finding seven more. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's, the exam, that's a great example of love of saying, hey, it's all right. I can be around you. I can be with you. No matter what you know, what you don't know, hey, let me help you learn. Because guess what, guys? If my life is example in something, then it should be growing people around me. Amen? All right, it says, when Apollos decided to go on to Antioch, Antioch uh, province, sorry, I butchered that. Like I said, don't beat me up. He can't pronounce that. His uh, Ephesian friends gave their blessing and wrote a letter recomm recommendation for him. Y'all, he only knew it to this point. They wrote her a letter ahead to where he was going and said, hey, I recommend this guy. Not, uh, I don't know about him. Because Ray... He's good, but I just, there's a few things that's a little, that's shaky. So I don't know. And guess what? We'll do that, but we won't ever go to Ray and pull him aside out of love. We're just like, hey, bro, this is super good. Let me, let's talk about this. 
And then we encourage people, we elevate people, we champion people. We're, we're in this together trying to get everybody on the same road going the same direction, right? People are running the opposite direction. And guess what we're doing? Better them than me. That's not the heart. <coughs> Excuse me. Hey, stop. Let me help you. This is the direction we're going. It's okay. You turned around. Let me help you get turned back around. It's that easy. We're out here acting like it's the hardest task in the world. No, it's that easy. It's saying, hey, stop. Taking a few minutes out of my time to say, hey, stop. Let me love you. Let me show you. Turn around. There you go. Now we're running again. And guess what I don't try to do? I realize they just got turned around, so I don't start sprinting. Yeah, I walk in love with them. I say, hey, I'm going to take the time with you. Let's go. Come on, let's do this thing. Because it's about us getting there together, folks, oneness. And he said, Apollos turned out to be a great help to those who had become believers through God's, come on, immense generosity. And it said, Apollos turned out. What do you think would have happened if they would have been like, you got to stop speaking the word because you only know to this point. Come on, church. So I want to, I want to just wrap up with this. Thank you for being patient. We need to learn to rejoice together, y'all. Philippians 2, it says, if you've gotten anything at all, out of following Christ, if his love has made any difference in your life, if being in a community of the Spirit means anything to you, if you have a heart, oh, that's a touch of me, if you care, then do me a favor, agree with each other, love each other, be deep-spirited friends, don't push your way to the front, don't sweet-talk your way to the top, Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. Come on. Everybody, give me my hand. And then as I'm close, wait, if you want to come up. So in, in Philippians 2, verse 14 through 16, it says, Do everything readily and cheerfully. No bickering. No second guessing allowed. Go out into the world uncorrupted. A breath of fresh air in a squalid and polluted society. Because here's the goal that you're providing people with a glimpse of good living and of the living God. And guys, I, I just want to encourage you today that we, we have to love one another. 
Like, we got to really get to a place saying, God, I want to love like you love. I, I can't want anything else, God. I, gotta, I got to love like you love. We're getting caught up in so many things. Like I said, I was, as I was reading, he said, the alabaster jar. And I'm like, what? And then it had me thinking about how the woman takes it and pours it over the guy's, or Jesus' head. And they're like, what is she doing? It says they were furious. They were furious because how expensive that was. They could have sold that and gave it to the poor. And Jesus is like, you're, you're going to always have the poor. I'm, I'm not going to be here. Guys, it's remembering what's so important. We can get so carried away with things that seem good. And they're secondary to what really matters most. And that's Jesus. And that's what we're called to do. Is love each other. Help each other. Will you stand with me, church? I know y'all are ready for I know y'all are ready for lunch. But the point was today was to show the signs of maturity as believers. I talked about Christ had uh, the last message about how he had a heart for the lost. Like we gotta love to have a heart for the have a heart for the lost. But the same, we have to have a heart for the found. We gotta want to do this together as a team. I don't want to do this without y'all. I'll let you know that I care about every single one of you, and I know that you all have a purpose. And I'm here to try to help increase you into that purpose. Like, like Phil was saying, that we can get idle, guys. We can get stuck. We gotta, we gotta want to get out of there. We gotta want to drive forward and and stay in that lane and walk out the purpose that he's called for us.